Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of Freedom and Virtue, the podcast. You'll hear from Dr. Kevin Schmissing, the Director of Research at the Freedom and Virtue Institute and a Research Associate at the Veritas Center for Ethics in Public Life. Here now is Dr. Kevin Schmissing. Twenty-five years ago, Pope John Paul II opened his new encyclical with these eloquent words, Faith and reason are like two wings on which the human spirit rises to the contemplation of truth. The Pope's overarching goal in Fides et Ratio was to affirm the complementarity of faith and reason and to articulate the dangers to both faith and reason of separating the two modes of approaching truth. Among the specific points John Paul made along the way was the articulation of a paradox. By focusing inordinately on man to the exclusion of God, human thought in recent centuries has ended up denigrating rather than exalting man. The Pope described the problem in section 5 of the encyclical, where he began by acknowledging the advances enabled by employing the power of human reason. Yet the positive results achieved, he continued, must not obscure the fact that reason, in its one-sided concern to investigate human subjectivity, seems to have forgotten that men and women are always called to direct their steps towards a truth which transcends them. What happens when we are sundered from that truth, when we deny the existence of the divine? Individuals are at the mercy of caprice, the Pope said and their state as person ends up being judged by pragmatic criteria based essentially upon experimental data, in the mistaken belief that technology must dominate all. An inordinate focus on reason, usually a particular kind of empirical reasoning, distorts rather than uncovers reality. It has happened before that reason, rather than voicing the human orientation toward truth, the Pope wrote, has wilted under the weight of so much knowledge and little by little has lost the capacity to lift its gaze to the heights, not daring to rise to the truth of being. With our capacity for apprehending important dimensions of truth damaged by our stunted conception of reason, the stage is set for the undoing of reason itself. Pope John Paul again, abandoning the investigation of being, modern philosophical research has concentrated instead upon human knowing. Rather than make use of the human capacity to know the truth, modern philosophy has preferred to accentuate the ways in which this capacity is limited and conditioned. Thus the worship of scientific rationality lays the groundwork for profound skepticism concerning the possibility of knowing crucial truths concerning the nature of reality, including the nature of the human person. If we have no access to knowledge of human nature, to the fact that all persons possess value by virtue of being made in the image of God, then on what basis can we insist that all persons should be equal under the law? How do we know that some people are not inherently inferior to others? Empirical observation tells us that some are in fact slower, weaker, less educated, less skilled. Why should we not favor the more capable over the less? Friedrich Nietzsche who forthrightly jettisoned Christian morality along with the belief in transcendent reality that lay behind it, concluded that the strong should feel no compunction in leaving the weak behind. 
Whether and to what extent Nietzsche's ideas gave rise to the ideology of Nazism and its brutal application in exterminating those deemed inferior is a hotly debated question, but there is an evident logical connection. A clearer perception of reality, the Pope advised, requires a restoration of a holistic approach to the pursuit of truth. John Paul unsurprisingly lauded St. Thomas Aquinas as an exemplar of the fruitful union of faith and reason. St. Thomas was impartial in his love of truth, the Pope wrote. He sought truth wherever it might be found and gave consummate demonstration of its universality. The most recent episode of FVI's podcast series, Readings in the Freedom and Virtue Tradition, spotlights Aquinas' treatment of natural law, the participation of human reason in the eternal law of God. From the perspective of a reader familiar with contemporary philosophy and public discourse, one of the most striking characteristics of Aquinas' presentation is its confident clarity. While he recognized the need to define and use words carefully, he didn't become unduly entangled in linguistic thickets. And while he explicitly recognized the limitations of human reason and described the areas in which legitimate, reasonable disagreement might occur, he also insisted that we can and should know certain foundational truths. Thomas's brilliant contributions to human thought are a sparkling example of John Paul's point about transcendent truth. Certainty concerning the existence and nature of God as well as certain features of his creation and his relationship to man, furnished Aquinas the sure footing he needed to strain toward deeper understanding of the world. Precisely because it stays consistently within the horizon of universal, objective, and transcendent truth, John Paul said of Aquinas, his thought scales heights unthinkable to human intelligence. Aquinas's openness to transcendent truth did not compromise his grasp of reality, it made it firmer. Rightly then, he may be called an apostle of the truth, the Pope concluded. Looking unreservedly to truth, the realism of Thomas could recognize the objectivity of truth and produce not merely a philosophy of what seems to be, but a philosophy of what is. This kind of certainty is necessary if we are to advance toward goals shared by good-willed people of all political persuasions. Recognizing that there will be ongoing debate about how to reach those goals, Aquinas, too, admitted the lack of certainty regarding contingent matters that arise when we attempt to apply principles to concrete circumstances. We lack the means to make any progress at all if we fail to reach consensus on basic truths about human nature and ethical reality. Why should we help the poor or marginalized if we aren't sure that everyone possesses inherent human dignity? How can we pursue justice for the accused, for the oppressed, for the violated, if we can't explain what justice is? Metaphysical truth is as important, arguably more important, than physical truth. Recognizing this is not an impediment to human progress, but a prerequisite for it. Thank you for listening to Freedom and Virtue, the podcast. Now, learn more about the Freedom and Virtue Institute by visiting www.fvinstitute.org. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a positive review. Thanks. Until next time, stay engaged. I was thinking this was the way to go, and you put up your puppet show. I say cheers to.